Hi everyone, and welcome to the 66th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hey guys. And Sabrina! Yay! She's back! I'm back. She came back! Except I... for us, we just... <laughs> yeah, I came back for you guys, that's what I did. It's... For us personally, it hasn't been that long because this isn't the first time we're recording this episode. Yay! Yay for no. recording. What is going on here? It's but the good news is, warp. the good news is, you know, Square try to throw in a little curveball, you know, releasing some kind of sort of news about Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Fifteen, you know, right right in the in the middle time where it's just after we've recorded, but before we release. It's like mm. the worst time because it makes us look like buttholes because we didn't get the news in time, but we already recorded it, and if we knew about it, we would have put it in. And but now we're re-recording, and we do so, know about it. So, so it, it might be a in. blessing then. It is exactly. I, unless, I, unless it's kind of like, oh crap, they had to redo it. <laughs> now they have to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Honestly, I secretly suspect in the future when Square finally announces the release date for Kingdom Hearts Three, it will happen on a Monday. After we've recorded and before we release the podcast. Mark my words, that's exactly the way it will happen. I will flip tables. <laughs> this is just how it works for us. As long as you don't Always flip them at me, the best news. I think Shinji Hoshimoto probably listens to the show and specifically times his release schedule. No guarantees, Churro. <laughs> no guarantees I'll flip a table at you. Don't do it, please. I'll do it. No. Yo, tables are fun. Don't be afraid. Tables are fun. Flipping so anyway. fun, but not, but not flipping that trio fun. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> so anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro? Cage 2. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You can do it. <laughs> I messed up. This is my shining moment, and I messed up. I'm sorry. It's kids2.co.uk. All right. That works. Way to go, Joe. We, we don't have to re-record the show. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we have a three-segment show today. Um, well, actually, we'll have a technically a four-segment. We'll have a mini-segment. You'll see. So uh, we have a three-segment show today. Our first segment is a special segment called Reveal... Rewind, and I'll explain uh, what that means later. Does it sounds like a pending title for a Blast from the Past uh, that's Kingdom what. Hearts side story, but it is not Kingdom uh, Hearts Three Reveal Rewind feature. Oh, geez. That'd be pretty no. pretty rad. You could watch all the cutscenes from all previous Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, so yeah, in our second segment, we'll have our burning question returning, and finally our question segment where we answer one of the questions that you guys post to us. Uh, on our forums. Uh, in the way of announcements, uh, first of all, uh, just as a reminder, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Uh, basically, if you don't know, Patreon is a way that you can uh, basically uh, pledge money uh, to a particular content creator, uh, kind of like a Kickstarter, but instead with Patreon, it's more uh, geared towards content creators that are constantly creating content uh, as opposed to one specific project, and it's a one-time thing, and that's it. Uh, basically, 
Uh, right now, uh, we're currently up to $105 per episode, which is super awesome. Thank you to all our backers. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Yeah, you guys really you guys help uh, improve the show. Um, uh, and, and that's specifically what our goal is with uh, the Patreon account is to uh, improve the show. Uh, if you don't already know, we actually have a specific goal that if we reach $500 per episode, uh, we'll be able to release Kingdom Hearts Union every two weeks. And Final Fantasy Union as well will be releasing every two weeks. So in total, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union will become a weekly show if we uh, work our way up to $500 uh, per episode. So, that'd so be if you love awesome. us that much, you can, you can uh, support us and then you can uh, hear us every single week. Or Yay. every two weeks. Well, us specifically every two weeks. Us collectively with Final Fantasy Union. Yeah, yeah, I meant that. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much it would cost Oh, poor Brian if he had to edit both Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union in the same week. Oh, he'd he'd no. go crazy, I, I be don't believe. He'd go crazy. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could sweet. Maybe with enough money it'll sweeten the deal enough. Um... <laughs> But yeah, beyond uh, beyond Patreon, uh, in addition to that, uh, our other announcement that we've been saying for way too long, Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers are fair game. Um, are they? Are they really? Are they really? Yeah, exactly. Are they, they are really? fair game. The question should be, should we still be warning people? I'm still know. doing it. You can spoil I, them by I haven't the highlighted and hit backspace. <laughs> I haven't highlighted and clicked backspace from this announcement segment in a long time, and I intend to do that for a little bit longer. We'll I don't know. See. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, before we make it into our reveal of rewind segment, the benefits of re-recording this podcast is we get to cover news that happened in the midterm between us recording and when it was supposed to release. Uh, basically, uh, Shinji Hashimoto appeared at a Thailand Comic-Con convention. And uh, he answered some questions about the Final Fantasy series, Square Enix, uh, and Kingdom Hearts as well. Um, basically, uh, he didn't really have pretty much anything to say about it, but uh, he did add some more fuel to the hype train uh, that is Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy 15. When asked about Final Fantasy and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and when we can expect to see them and if they would be at E3, he basically said that, um, well, as you might expect to... That they're preparing information, and uh, that not only is E3 coming up, but also Comic-Con and Tokyo Game Show. Uh, and it, he basically sort of hinted at the fact that uh, these games would be uh, have some sort of presence at all of these events. I will be um, at uh, E3 and San Diego Comic-Con. Yay! So, yeah, uh, we'll, have, we'll have our fly on the wall <laughs> in, uh, in at least two of those things, so that's good. Take me and, with you! Uh, <laughs> You can. Everybody can come with me, even Brandon. Um, I have school, sadly. Um, <laughs> no. Well, you, I'll, you I'll, get I to will, skip class and just go to I'll be there in Jedi Force spirit. I'll no, be, that's not good I'll enough. Be, I'll be like Yoda. <laughs> oh gosh. And I'll be I'll be just this blue Force ghost, and uh, you'll you'll turn back at me and nod, and I'll just sort of smile and look at either Hayden Christensen or the other guy that was Anakin Skywalker in the, in the original version of Return of the Jedi. Um, I don't know, whoever's cooler. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, that adds some fuel to the hype train. So if there's any question of Kingdom Hearts 3 being there at E3 or not, uh, I, I think you can lay your fears to rest. It, it'll, it'll be there. It, to what extent, we don't know. But speaking of which... 
let's talk about a similar situation in the Reveal Rewind segment. (laughs) So, in the Reveal Rewind segment, um, basically what we're going to do is look at the history of the marketing of Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, with the intention that we will look at uh, how it went from its announcement in uh, 2003 all the way up to its release in 2005 and 2006 for uh, North America. So we can sort of understand how Square Enix handles the marketing of a Kingdom Hearts number title, uh, and we can sort of place our bets as to what we think uh, will be happening at E3 2004 and beyond. So our first uh, bit of uh, marketing that we're going to look at for Kingdom Hearts 2 is obviously going to be the debut. How was Kingdom Hearts debuted? Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 debuted. Um, As far as when it was debuted, it was in September of 2003. Uh, At that point, uh, there was about nine months of development uh, that we know of on Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, As far as we know, Kingdom Hearts 2 started development at, uh, at the end of... Kingdom Hearts Final Mix's uh, release, which would have been December of 2002. So roughly nine months uh, later, uh, we got our announcement of uh, both Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Uh, this first cut, uh, this first trailer was um, uh, three minutes and 36 seconds long. I still remember, uh, and it was all cutscenes. There was no gameplay, no Disney worlds, and all the scenes were heavily changed. Uh, or not present at all in the final game. So if you want to see some cut footage uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2, check out the TGS 2003 trailer and see if you can spot what was different in the final game and uh, what was cut out altogether. Um, And then at the end of the trailer, they had a message saying, work in progress. Um, So yeah, Chero, what did you you think about the Tokyo Game Show 2003 trailer? I know it was a big part in your uh, Kingdom Hearts fan site coverage career when this finally came out man uh i cried happy tears and yeah. many tears i can say for a fact that i went straight to your website first uh when hearing uh the trailers and, were yeah i was out. i stayed up uh all night because you know it was just Tokyo game show so it's japan so i had to stay up yeah exactly i had to sit up all night just to see if i could find something and then after watching it it was man it was just it was awesome. I mean, just seeing, you know, you know, Sora back in action, you know, that was, like, the best thing ever. I didn't care if there was gameplay. I didn't care if there was Disney World. It just, it was good to see a Kingdom Hearts game, you know, that's continuing on from the first one. Yeah, definitely. So, finally, finally it was uh, our beloved series that we were speculating about so for so long uh, was now finally a franchise. It was now thing. a reality. It's a reality. And then, uh, so yeah. Uh, and then similarly to what we're dealing with now, after TGS 2003, there was a pretty much a blackout when it comes to um, coverage of, of Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, though, I, I gotta say, there was definitely a lot more coverage of Kingdom Hearts 2 in like uh, forms of media like magazines, uh, Famitsu and Jump, and uh, Dengeki PlayStation... Uh, they they definitely did run um, yeah features on Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, throughout the year leading up to E3 2004, uh, but the next big uh, reveal of information uh, happened at E3 2004. Uh, this particular trailer was the first trailer to show gameplay. 
they showed just basic battles. There was no reaction commands, nothing like that. Um, uh, basically, uh, it was split up between uh, two, di- two Disney worlds. Uh, one was Beast Castle. The other was Olympus Coliseum. So there was one new Disney world, one old Disney world. And there was roughly a 50-50 split between footage that was uh, pretty much exactly what you saw in the final game and footage that was either changed or cut in the final game. Uh, Another side note as to something that was announced in E3 2004's Kingdom Hearts 2 trailer, Orin from Final Fantasy X was shown uh, to be a cameo appearance in, uh, in in Kingdom Hearts 2. And still, they had the same message at the end, which was work in progress. And, uh, Savvy, what do you, you think about the E3 2004 trailer? I think that was the first trailer I've ever watched for Kingdom Hearts 2, just because I started Kingdom Hearts much later than most people. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, so I think that's the one I people. found for... Then, then, sorry, then Churro, let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> well, kidding. Brandon, too. Brandon was back there with me. Um, yeah, I was, I was there with you. I was excited. I was like, oh my god, there is, there's another one. Um, yeah. But it actually made it really cool to see how they changed the gameplay from the first to the second one, just because like a lot more action oriented. Yeah, uh, there Kingdom was. Hearts one. And, and you could also uh, you could also see how they've improved the camera work in it, which was yeah. definitely like one of the biggest sticking points for Kingdom Hearts one. Oh yeah, everyone camera. always talks about that. Camera control is terrible. Blah blah blah. But um, what I thought was really cool is their the command board stuff on the side. They always yeah. change it to a specific like world before yep. you can tell it was kind of like the same and i thought it was a neat little twist um yeah and uh yeah. just just sort of as a tangent it's kind of funny how uh it, at least it seems we haven't seen anything like that in kingdom hearts 3's gameplay footage yet uh all the command uh system uh is just the same old drab uh you know just it looks the same regardless of what world you're in so i don't know mm-hmm. if maybe that's beta beta stuff or whatever maybe, maybe. they cut it or maybe they just didn't put it in there. Who knows? But how, how um, do you guys feel about that uh, styling of the command board section of the sc- of the UI? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I thought it was interesting. I thought, I thought it was, it was similar. I thought it was interesting. The only thing that I, I I wouldn't say that I don't like it. The only thing is that I'm kind of torn about is the fact that I think a lot of people miss it, it just because it's something in the side. And most of the time, when you're playing Kingdom Hearts, you're not really looking at the command board. On a, at least the way I play. I mostly play through shortcuts, so I, I rarely look at it. So it seems seems kind of wasteful to me to have something so pretty in the corner and not see it all the time. But I don't know. I mean, it, it was cool. It was nice. It was just, I mean, at least it pretty it up a little bit. At least it wasn't just a plain, boring, you know, command board like they used. Yeah. Now they now that they use now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, interesting. Um, so yeah, moving on from E3 2004 on to. Tokyo Game Show 2004, so this would be a full year after the first announcement trailer. Um, There's a lot more shown, even though it was only uh, three months from the last trailer. Uh, Basically, they showed off the following Disney worlds, Agrabah, Land of Dragons, Beast Castle, and Olympus Coliseum. Uh, Pretty much all the footage at this point of the development was uh, representative of what you would see in the final game. Uh, They also introduced the drive mode, so they showed off Valor form, how Sora could uh, change into this red costume and wield two Keyblades. Uh, for people like me that really are into Deep Dive, that was, like, super awesome. And uh, yet again, uh, the same 
uh, message at the end. Even even a year into the development, they're still calling it work in progress. They're not giving a year. They're not giving anything. They're just saying work in progress. Um, Churro, what did you think about Tokyo Game Show 2004? To me, it was like a huge, huge improvement. Like, you know, whatever they were sh- planning to show. I mean, even though it was like... Let's see, three months apart from E3, you know, yeah. it's still a big, big jump. I mean, you had, you know, two more worlds, you know, than the original two. Then you had, you know, more of the the gameplay scenes and then introduction of a drive form, you know, so our Wheel and Two Keyblades, you know, speed, you know, enhanced greatly, more attacks, new attacks. You know, it was just, it was unbelievable. It was just a huge, huge improvement in just three months of whatever, you know, they were planning to show. And and, and I'm going to say that I kind of miss that, you know, going from one event to another with the huge, you know, big, big, you know, jump in what they present. Yeah, I wonder if, if the drive mode was something they could have shown at E3, but they were holding off to Tokyo Game Show, or if they really did get a lot done in the in those three months. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to tell with with game development, especially with Japanese game developers where they're so close and we don't really know how quickly they can turn around sort of thing, uh, things like that. Yeah, because, I mean, because, I, I even mean, though I may be jumping the gun a little bit, but, you know, they did introduce the next drive form at the next event. So basically, you know, it's kind of a flippy-floppy type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. Something else that I thought was cool about this particular one um that sort of makes me uh, excited to see what's next for Kingdom Hearts 3 is that this particular trailer felt like the one that uh, showed you what made Kingdom Hearts 2 different from Kingdom Hearts 1 from a gameplay perspective. Oh, definitely. At least, because... at least with E3 2004, the gameplay, it looked more polished and the, the camera work was clearly better. But as far as like your overall uh, usage of Sora... It all looked the same. You see cutscenes. That was, you know, you, we had cutscenes. We had story in Kingdom Hearts 1. But this particular one showed off drive form, showed off dual wielding keyblades. Finally, we're starting to see stuff that makes this different. Uh, so, yeah, this one def- definitely sort of like isolated and defined what Kingdom Hearts 2 was. I mean, I mean, because, I mean, we all know, now we know that Nomura admitted that they had a. Uh, redo the engine from the ground up for Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. 2. So basically, because uh, he stated that Kingdom Hearts 1's engine was very limited to what it can do. So yep. basically, like you said, you know, trying to show off what's different is, you know, the main key showing, you know, Sower's new, you know, me, you know, juggle-based attacks, attacks that launch enemies in the air, you know, combos, dry forms, you know, and, you know, and they did a good job of showing how different Kingdom Hearts 2 would be from Kingdom Hearts 1. Definitely. And then moving along onto E3 2005, uh, at this one, as far as we know, um, the only trailer uh, the public was able to see was a short version of a private trailer that was shown behind closed doors. Uh, this particular one, it showed some new cutscenes from Land of Dragons, but uh, it mostly focused on gameplay. Uh, the main component of gameplay that was revealed in this particular trailer was reaction commands. Um, all the footage uh, in this particular trailer uh, was pretty much exactly what you would see in the final game. Uh, we don't know what the message at the end of the trailer would have been because at this point, uh, we, we've we never seen it. The ending of the trailer was never shown. We just saw the snippet from the middle of it. Uh, that said, this was actually the first uh, press conference where a playable demo was shown. 
And not only that, this playable demo was fully voice acted in English uh, before we even uh, had any gameplay in Japanese, which was pretty crazy. Uh, uh, Sabi, what did you think about uh, Kingdom Hearts 2's coverage at E305? Well, with the, the it was a really short trailer, that's for sure. Yeah, really short Because I just looked it up um, yeah, before exactly. we started this, because I was not even sure which one it was. Yeah, most people... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if most people have seen it, because it is really tiny. It's 36 seconds, I'm just going to tell you that it's now. It's 36 seconds, it and most, most Kingdom Hearts trailers were... Uh, three minutes and 36 seconds because they always used uh, Hikari orchestrated as the music. Yep. yep. Yes, we are to this nerdy term. <laughs> Remember nerdy. the timestamps? <laughs> At least I'm this nerdy. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, it just really showed Land of Dragons and it was a nice feature to know because we didn't really see much of reaction commands fully, but it was mostly gameplay from what I remember from the 36 seconds that I just saw because my brain yeah. is not is a memory of a fish right now and I don't remember <laughs> um, but I guess I didn't I was hope I never got to play the demo I was too young at that time but I'm pretty sure it was pretty fantastic the people who got to play the demo and I'm pretty sure they all cried there because they should I cried there should. yeah so we should. happened to have someone who did play the demo not at E3 2005 but at Comic Con, uh, which was where it was also shown. So, Churro, would you would you think of the demo? Uh, how how cool was it to play Kingdom Hearts two in English uh, back in E3 or Comic Con 05? God, it was that was the best thing ever. I mean, surprisingly, this demo was not at Square Enix booth. It was actually at Disney's booth. So, like, I when once I got into like the the, the exhibit hall I went straight to like Square Enix and like I searched like high and low for it didn't find anything and I thought I was like jipped out of it but then I walked by Disney all of a sudden saw this huge line you know to play this, this had like at least a good 15-20 people waiting in line to play this game and it was like unattended so basically everybody could play like the entire demo you know and record it because and record you it and take pictures it. and like it was it was fun to play this this game. I mean seriously, the first thing I did as soon as I got my hands on it was do the drive form, was just activate it and just see the dual wheel keyblading and it was just my god. It, like once you act once I activated it, I just like started fighting and I'm like I was like wow, so are so quick with this and the attacks are devastating, and then it was just nice to you know fight the the boss of uh, Land of Dragons, do that fight, and then after that I got to stand around and just talk with people who played the demo, ask their opinions on it, you know, it was just, it was just a nice, nice thing to, to experience, you know, before, you know, it even came out, like, a year, you know, like, almost a year later, so yeah, it definitely. was, it was fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, the final trailer that we'll be looking at will be the Tokyo Game Show 2005 trailer. This particular one was fully voice acted. Uh, as far as I know, I, I don't know about E305 because obviously we didn't really see much of it, but uh, the Tokyo Game Show 2005 trailer, as far as we know, uh, one of the first fully voice acted uh, trailers. Obviously, since it's Tokyo Game Show, it would have been uh, the Japanese voices. Uh, this revealed a ton of Disney worlds. Uh, you know, Timeless River, uh, Steamboat Willie. Uh, this had Pirates of the Caribbean. This had, you know... Pretty much, you name it, it was there. Uh, the world that never was was in it. Uh, basically, it, it seemed like they finished the game. And here, here are some our our favorite clips. They weren't, you know, want for footage. They had as much footage as they needed to in a forty-hour game, and they just grabbed the best bits that they wanted to show off. 
So at this point, it seemed pretty much finished. Some things that were still sort of in beta uh, was the Thousand Heartless battle, uh, which was demonstrated for the first time, but looks a little bit different uh, than what we get in the final game. Uh, some other things that were announced at this point, uh, Cloud and Squall would be returning uh, as cameo characters. Uh, this also showed a lot of new uh, Organization 13 uh, characters' faces. Um, but uh, some of the biggest information revealed in this particular trailer, one was the Japanese release date. So uh, just for perspective, the Japanese release date is December 22, 2005. This trailer was shown September 2005. So literally three months prior, that's when we find out the uh, release date. So people thinking that we might be getting a release date or even a release year uh, at E3 2014 might be sorely uh, sorely missing out because unfortunately, uh, as far as we can tell, uh, until 2005, the year it came out, all we were getting out of Square Enix officially was this game is work in progress. No speculative months, no general years. The first time we find out the release date, it is the release date. There were no other delays. That's when it came out. Um, in addition, uh, the theme song was announced. Yutada Hikaru would be reprising her role as, I guess, songstress. She had the theme song Passion, which is the Japanese uh, original Japanese song, uh, We Got Sanctuary, which is the English version of Passion. Uh, so yeah, we found out both of those two things. However, uh, that song was not featured in the trailer at all. It was just announced that it would be in there. Uh, and Shiro, what do you think about Tokyo Game Show 2005, the massive dump of information? Um, my, my body was ready. It was... <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, imported the, I imported the Japanese version because, you know, I wasn't going to wait yeah. You know, until the English version. So once I once that trailer got released, you know, my body was just like ready, bring it on. You know, I need it. Just give me the this. needle. I'll inject it. It'll be quicker this way. Exactly. Oh I was, you know, with the voice acting. You know, the the more Disney worlds, the organization characters. You know, it, it was just like uh, having just like reality, just like slap you right in the face. Just saying, wake up, yep. let's do this. They finally made it. We made it, guys. It's the wait we've been waiting for, you know? Definitely. Now, what, what do you guys feel about uh, the way this particular trailer handles spoilers? Because there's definitely a lot of footage in this particular trailer that happens after the halfway point of the game. So are you okay with this? I mean, is, is there a certain point where Kingdom Hearts fans should stop watching trailers? Uh, me personally, I don't care about spoilers, so it's... Same totally fine with me and like um i see it all the time on different kingdom Hearts community forums on game facts the kingdom Hearts boards usually um the best time to ignore a trailer if you don't want to be spoiled is like the, the like the trailer before release date is usually the best to just literally just not tune into anything because you it will be spoilers because from events in the past, from days to Birth by Sleep to Cage 3D, the final trailer before the game gets released is always riddled with spoilers. So, definitely, pretty much take a lesson from here. If you don't want to get spoiled, just stop watching. I would say at least the second to last or the last trailer before release because it will have a lot of spoilers. Yeah, definitely. I gotta say, uh, you know, it's a different game, but Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, the final trailers for that, gosh, there were scenes from the ending in the trailer. What the hell? 
<laughs> don't put ending scenes in the I trailer. I mean, Sleep was that too, like that too. Yeah. They had uh, oh, yeah, one of the, the ending of the trailer had Sora on the tree, you know, for a split yep. second before it yeah. showed the Birth by Sleep logo. That was at the very end. That was like after the end credits and everything. <sighs> So I mean, it's it's not like these that. games don't have like enough good footage. I, I just I think part of it is that at least with the way Kingdom Hearts games are paced, a lot of the good stuff happens in the last you know two hours of the game. Well, so they say, have they, to show something from it. Well, I was gonna say they do the same thing with Final Fantasy with uh, thirteen two and uh, especially Lightning Returns. Ugh, yeah. Right before Lightning Returns <laughs> was released in Japan, they revealed a, a render of the final boss. You know? That's crazy. And then the, and the final trailer had the final boss available to everybody. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, Square, what are you doing? You know, why are you like revealing the final boss in a, in a magazine scan and in a final trailer? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not so, to say that there aren't still surprises left in the game. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't know about Kingdom Hearts, that end, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 that ended up being in the game. Uh, but... Uh, Still, a lot of the big plot points were at least visible in a trailer. So, kind of, I don't know. I personally, I would have loved it if I didn't know that the world uh, that never was was going to be in the game. That would have been cool to me. I mean, it would have been cool too. But it's like when you first look at these trailers, you realize that like you you never would think they would be at the very end until you play the game. So once you play the game and you re you know, look at That's that true. scene that you saw in the trailer. You go, wow, I can't believe they... Because all this is pretty much after the fact. Yeah. yeah. You know, but like we're just saying from history repeating itself at Square that, you know, just be prepared to see scenes that may show up at the very end of the game. This is true. So it's like, it's kind of weird how they would do that. And But like, you wouldn't think about it the first time you'd see it. So. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, with that basically wrapped up, I think the most important question that we need to address is, what do you guys think will be at E3 2014? Let's start with Sabi. What do you think E3 2014, given what we've already seen with uh, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3? Um, eh, de- depending on how much time they're giving themselves to actually make this game, like mm-hmm. from now to the release date, probably around the same thing as we've seen if they're gonna repeat like the same footsteps as they have before Mm -hmm. um we're not gonna get a lot i doubt it we might get a little bit more than like needed they'll probably just like start the beginning the same way again and just like is this the same trailer and then you're like nope (laughs) it's not sucker you think we'll get any (laughs) get any solid uh story cutscenes? anything story related do you think we'll start to get that or is it just going to be gameplay and clip shows from old games gameplay Uh, Gameplay? i I don't yeah i don't really think they're gonna if if they have enough to do that then they might but i mean it's been a full year yeah it's been a full year but like there's so much that you can do it like everything could be like bits and pieces they might not have one whole thing completed. True. And plus, like, how they put things together takes much more time just because they're yeah, like, what, do, what were we putting in? Like, what do we have? Do we have this? Do we have that? No? Okay, we can't put that in. Let's put something else. Like, it's a whole mumble jumbo. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, like... It, it, it definitely would out. surprise people uh, if, they, if they knew what goes into uh, the run-up until a conference oh, like E3. To, yeah, or TGS, it's a lot of time. It's like crunch time for them just to put a trailer. Not a game, but a trailer. 
Yeah. Like, they, and they are working very hard. Yeah, because you, you, have, you have all that, these, uh, you have that, all these uh, disparate parts of the development team working on different things. You have people working on the engine. You have people working on the models and the animation. And then they decide, okay, these are the things we want to show in the trailer. You need to be able to demonstrate them in a way that looks like the final game. So you have mm-hmm. this small segment of the team, or maybe the whole team, working really hard to get footage that looks like the final game so they'll focus on you know one level let's say for example it's uh since we've already seen olympus coliseum let's say they focus on olympus mount olympus and all that they're focusing on okay let's get all the animations all the character models uh these cutscenes are planned let's animate them now you know they're basically doing an entire development process on what you're going to see on in on the screen in the trailer that's at least what it's like early in development. Uh, later in development, like what we saw in Tokyo Game Show 2005, at that point in development, most of the game's already done. So it's like, okay, well, what do you want to put in? Oh, we got all these cutscenes. Let's just throw them in. But when we're at this point of development, it's like literally they have to work to get the content ready so it looks good in the trailer. But also the trend that's going on with a lot of E3 like conferences now, it's with mm-hmm. a bunch of different game developers, is actually showing uh, walkthrough demos. Like yeah. if you've seen through conferences, we've seen through like a bit of Watch Dogs demos, Uncharted yep. demos, like Halo, like not even Halo, like Call of Duty, Battlefield yep. all of last year. So maybe this time they might have to try to get throw on the in, stage like, like get on there and be like oh hey we're gonna make one person play kingdom hearts while everyone else gets to be mad about it and watch them play kingdom hearts when we all want to that type of deal so it's much and more this, different this can sometimes this can sometimes get developers in hot water uh when especially early in development when the gameplay will look a certain way and they work really hard to make this you know, planned out sequence of events that's going to happen in, in quote unquote normal gameplay. You know, if you look at Watch Dogs from E3 2012 and you look at Watch Dogs as it's uh, going to be released, it, it does look different. Uh, you know, just with the realities of game development, things have to ch- change, scale back. Uh, if you look at Bioshock Infinite, uh, that's a very great example of how different a game can be. You know, if you look at it, I think they were at E3 2010, they were also at E3 2011, and then if you look at their 2013 release, it is, like, so it's many different, different games. They even poke fun of it in the game, spoilers, in the ending. Uh, I won't spoil <laughs> it, but they poke fun of that, how different each version of the game they showed to the public, that they were basically considered alternate realities canonically in the game, which is kind of funny. That's but funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Elizabeth that you saw, like two years before the game release, much different. She had her pinky, for one. <laughs> That's kind of a major she, plot point in Infinite. She looked Russian to me. Yeah, yeah. But And she felt more of a sorceress than, like, uh, what she does in the actual game. Like, yeah, and, tearing and so, some, time. Some, of the, uh, some of the clips that they show in that, uh, in that particular demo do make it into the final game, but it kind of they actually felt kind of forced like oh man we showed these cutscenes to the public i think we should probably force them back into the game even though we've changed them so much that's at least how it came off to me booker catch 
That's all. Booker catch! <laughs> anyway, before this turns into a Bioshock Infinite podcast, we should probably go back to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so, so uh, and Churro, what, what do you think, uh, I don't know, given, given the past of Kingdom Hearts and given what we've already seen of Kingdom Hearts 3, what do you think we'll, we're going to see at E3 2014? I mean, a lot of people have been speculating a new trailer. You know, for me, it's, you know, I would say probably more focusing on gameplay aspects mm-hmm. of it because, you know, they finally showed off the gameplay aspects at D23. Yep. And I think they're going to go give us a little bit more on what, you know, gameplay elements, you know, kind of like, I would say more like baby steps more than just a giant leap, you know, yeah, yeah. like I mentioned earlier. I would say more focusing on the gameplay aspects uh, a little bit, see more, a little bit more polished, see a little bit yeah. more of that, uh, you know, that attraction, you know, yeah, the attraction thing, flow, yeah. attraction flow to be put in work rather than, you know, a little bit more variations of those, uh, more combat related, you know, Sora being able to manipulate the keyblade into a weapon. And um, I don't think we'll, I mean, and then we might see, uh, you know, they might give us a little, maybe a little teaser of a, tra- of a mini trailer introducing Riku and Kairi's probably, you know, mm-hmm. render, you know, just to make the fans happy, make them go yeah. home, go back to their hotels <laughs> happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely some good speculation. As far as, as far as what I think, I think this is going to be the first proper trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I, I would say that what we've gotten so far has have been mostly teasers, because uh, what we saw at E3 2013 showed off... I wouldn't say it showed off anything really related to story. If anything, it looked more... If anything, it seemed like it was supposed to be a tech demo, even though you can't really call it a tech demo if it's not even running on in real time it's it, it more of a just, target render than yeah, anything yeah basically i mean you got to remember what normal said that that they just had to get together and just make something for this trailer cuz they were telling exactly. them that it was you know we got to get something so we got to give them show them something and then yeah, even so though this, it wasn't really any i mean D23 i think would be the first time they actually yes, wanted that's the first time they had we saw something it in real time yeah it was you know D23 was something that they wanted to show us you know without scrambling to put something together. I think they were planning more for D23 to show off rather than uh, E3. E3 was just, let's just get the announcement out there, show people what it it could look like. And then D23, let's focus on, you know, more, you know, what, you know, more of what it is, you know, and then like you said, uh, this E3 can be more the official type of trailer for the game. So, yeah, as, as far as what I think would, uh, be in an official type of trailer. I think this will be the first time we're going to start seeing some story-related stuff, some cutscenes, just to introduce what the story is generally about. I mean, if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, you already know uh, what how uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D ended and the setup for the uh, Keyblade War and the forging of the Keyblade and Xehanort and all that nonsense. You know what the setup is. I think they'll sort of hint at that sort of thing, but I think they might focus uh, on it very slightly, also showing stuff uh, with uh, you know Dis- Disney World's, maybe uh, Olympus Coliseum, but very few. I would say the main focus is going to be gameplay, just as, uh, as Churro said. I mean, just with the nature of game development, uh, especially Kingdom Hearts development, uh, they what they start off in the beginning is from a programming standpoint is mostly 
what's the gameplay like? What's the core? What are the core mechanics? How do they work? Let's get those working. Let's iterate on it until it's fun. Uh, that's what they're focusing on. The story guys and the animators, uh, well, the animators are mostly focused on let's get prototype uh, animations for gameplay. But the story guys, they're writing the story now. They're not really implementing too much. But I have a suspicion that uh, for this particular trailer, if it's the true debut of Kingdom Hearts 3, I think they have to show some sort of story. Obviously, this is a JRPG. Story is a very important aspect of it. I think, you know, given a year of development, I think that's enough time to, you know, slap together a couple of cutscenes. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up E3 2014. I think we want to talk about another thing that's coming up very soon is Tokyo Game Show 2014. Do you guys think that there's going to be as big of a chump from uh, E3 2014 to GGS 2014 as there was in, you know, similar times with Kingdom Hearts 2? Do you guys think that's going to be uh, like that? God, this is... It's this is going to be hard to decide because with the way Square Enix does things now, it's mainly yeah. like uh, E3 reveal and then Comic Con showing the same thing, then bring it mm-hmm. to Tokyo Game Show with, you know, this time throw in um, you know Japanese dialogue and Japanese, you know, uh, text and all that for them to see it. I mean, that's what it was uh, last year, mm-hmm. uh, Tokyo Game Show 2013. You know, they just took you know the Japanese voiceover for the teaser trailer and they threw in the Japanese text and everything so you know it's kind of hard to really say because you know this is this game's still an early in development so it's kind of yeah. I mean and on I top of really that s- this is you know you know comparing it to Kingdom Hearts 2 is kind of difficult because this is literally two console generations into the future you know this is this yeah. is PlayStation yeah. 4 it's not PlayStation 3 it's not PlayStation 2 it's PS4 so the stakes for game development have definitely gone up quite a bit. Uh, I actually did a presentation uh, at school about the inflation of game development costs. And uh, back in two thousand, or the early 2000s, uh, a game uh, roughly the size of Kingdom Hearts uh, would run anywhere between uh, 3 uh, and 10 million. 10 million at most for a mid-level uh, JRPG. Uh, for the PlayStation 3, you're looking at about $30 million. So that's literally 10 times more. Um, that said, uh, it's estimated that the cost of game development is going to rise for PS4, but not as much as uh, we saw between PS2 and PS3. So they're thinking uh, maybe 40 to $50 million, But still, it's a lot of money. <laughs> well, you already got the, yeah. the crazy guys with uh, Grand Theft Auto and uh, Destiny. Oh, yeah. Being at like five hundred million. So yeah, like, so what? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto used to be the most expensive game, two hundred and sixty-five million dollars. Uh, but now Destiny is estimated to be five hundred million. Though at least with Dest, I mean Grand Theft Auto was the same thing. They're both kind of MMO a little bit, even though Grand Theft Auto has a sixteen character cap. I think Destiny has something similar. I don't know. It's it's hard to say if with those games, MMO, but Kingdom Hearts is not that. Capped. Kingdom Hearts is definitely not that. It's not that no. level. They don't have Paul McCartney rec- composing the music. Goodness, Destiny has Paul McCartney, a Beatle. <laughs> you know that's crazy. So, uh, Sabby, you got got any got any bets for TGS 2014? I don't know. The Japanese always get more than we do, so yeah. they might get a little bit more than us. I would um, say at very at the very least, what they might do is they might take a year's worth of development, split it in half, 
half of it you see at E3, the other half you get at Tokyo Game Show. I, I have a suspicion that's how it worked uh, at E3 2004 and TGS 2004. I think they could have shown off the drive mode, but maybe it needed more polish, so they put it off to TGS. I think they might do something like that. But, uh, yeah. We'll see. So, uh, I guess that pretty much wraps it up uh, of what we think uh, is going to be at E3 2014 and Tokyo Game Show. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is our second segment, the burning question, where we ask you a very similar question. What do you think will be shown uh, for Kingdom Hearts at E3 2014? Our first... Uh, Respondent comes from Megabuster, and Megabuster responds, What I expect to see in E3, well, first of all, I don't expect to see anything, to be honest. Probably just a small trailer. I always have my expectations really low, but if there was uh, going to be something big, I'd expect a really nice trailer and possibly uh, showing new slash old Disney characters, besides Donald and Goofy. We've already seen our beloved trio in action, some magic, a boss, some Heartless, and the uh, those Disney ride summons. Uh, but again, the biggest thing would be the announcement of which year will be re- uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 will be released in. Um, I think it's a way too early to have a release date set. Um, even a release year. That's Even a release year, too. I mean, it's nice that you have low expectations. I mean, so do I. You know, I always go in low expectations so that when nothing exciting happens, it's just like, oh, cool. But when something big happens, it changes the perspective. But, um, I mean, as what you want to see in this trailer, I think think it's sort of what I kind of expected. You know, more gameplay focused, you know, and then maybe a glimpse of maybe a couple of, you know, old familiar faces and maybe what new new face they would show off i mean it's it's just one of those things where you know all there are a lot of possibilities and a lot of directions scrims can go with with this trailer but you know you and i kind of kind of think alike here so yes that sounds sounds good and and sure you want to take this uh this next one Sure, the next one's by RPG Geo, and they say, I'd expect the usual thing, maybe a short development trailer of Kingdom Hearts 3, showing a bit of the progress of the game. An official release date for arcades, 2.5, Japan date, no more than that. I can't see any new titles for the franchise because the whole team has their hands full. Square saw the hype Cage 3 had. They can't risk any more development time. Uh, they can. They can do what they want. Like, they know that they have us, like, whatever, in their whatever, hands. I do what I want. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, we can make them wait. They're going to buy it anyways, that type of deal. Cause, Seriously, like, I like, agree. We, I'm pretty sure a bunch of us bought a 3DS for Dream Drop Distance. I'm one yep. of them. I did it. Um, for a release date f- for, J- for Japan, um, maybe just because E3 is um, based in North America stuff that they present for release dates is for North American release. Um, yeah, I would I would say at best maybe we might get a simultaneous re- release date yeah. if that's the case, or if they want to announce both release dates at the same time. Uh, I think they did that before with Advent Children. They announced both dates mm. um, at the same oh, yeah. time. It'd, it'd be surprising to see if them announce like a worldwide date for each region, you know. That'd yeah, be nice. And it'd be kind of be surprising to see how far apart it is this time, you know, because 1.5 from Japan and 1.5 in America was what six for, months. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, March to September. Um, but as of right now, we've been seeing 
the release year as in within 2014. Yeah, it's like still in the middle. focused on 2014. Yeah, like we're in the middle of 2014, so right now I'm pretty sure that is set for Japan. It depends on how long North America takes to yeah, translate to everything and voice acting, all that stuff. We probably won't get ours till maybe 2015. And well, that as, makes far as, sense. as far as as uh, Square Enix's uh, final financial statement goes, they still have uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 projected for all regions uh, this year. Though, uh, yeah, obviously, clearly, we, we don't know anything. They haven't really said much about it, but it, it's it's still projected for this year. Yeah, so Thankfully. we'll see. But as yeah, of now, we'll see. They, yeah. yeah, we'll see. But as of now, um, they they can do as much development time as they want, just because they haven't released a year. So yeah, and yeah. plus they're focusing on another title. They need to finish that first before Kingdom Hearts three. So yeah. Final Fantasy fifteen has to be out first. I gotta then, say though, yeah. I, I gotta say though, at least with two point five, they better hurry up for Japan because uh, at the end of twenty fourteen, Persona five comes out on PS three. And uh, that could get kind of dicey uh, for Kingdom mm. Hearts 2. Even though they're very different games, they're both JRPGs and might attract some of the same fans. So it might be not such a good idea because Persona 5 is kind of a big deal. I'm still playing Persona 4, Especially so in Japan. Okay. <laughs> I'm still doing Persona 4. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're okay. You're okay. I'm okay. But Japanese people. <laughs> and Sabrina, you want to take, uh, take this last one? Okay, this is from Pokemon Trainer J. E3 expectations, announcement of a localization of Kingdom Hearts Sheet, announcement of Birth by Sleep Volume 2 for the 3DS and Vita, and E3 reality, Nomura says, please be patient. (laughs) (laughs) I I like how direct and to the point. E3 expectations, all these crazy things. E3 reality, please be patient. (laughs) Bear with us here. Classic Nomura. Yeah, I would say... For the stuff that you brought up, I would say yes. The reality of those games, Birth by Sleep Volume 2 and Kingdom Hearts Chi is, please be patient. Um, I, I think I think we'll at least see Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff and most likely 2.5. I mean, if it, if it really is coming out this year and if they're going to be hyping up Kingdom Hearts 3, they better hype up 2.5. I mean, it's set to release earlier. So we'll we'll have to see, uh, but yeah, as far as like Birth by Sleep Volume Two, oh that poor that poor game, it, it doesn't it doesn't get any love and it doesn't seem like it's a priority at all for Square Enix. Poor baby. And at least at least in the case of the team that would develop it, the Osaka team, they're currently in the midst of Kingdom Hearts Two Point Five and uh, Kingdom Hearts Three's early development. And once they're done with Two Point Five, trust me, all hands are going to be on deck on Kingdom Hearts Three because. Uh, that game's no joke. It's a, you know, it's a two console leap uh, for the series and for the developers. It's their first time developing on console uh, that's, you know, not PS2. Actually, no, they they're doing 2.5, but those are ports. This is like from the ground up. We are making a brand new numbered title, so I would imagine they want all hands on deck for this particular game. So I think that pretty much wraps up our burning question. Uh, with regards to next show's burning question. As of right now, I don't have one to ask. I don't got <laughs> I'm a, any. I'm going to be honest. Surprise. So I don't got any. The reason is, the burning question that I want to ask you is, what would you think about E3, you know, 
follow this one up, but it wouldn't make any sense for me to ask you now, give you the whole month to answer, and we're going to have a show right around E3, so it's not going to make any sense to do it that way. So we're going to hold off on a burning question. This particular show, we'll ask you next show what you thought about E3. Um, and yeah, for, for now, we'll just uh, put a hold on burning question. We'll find some way to fill the gap, I think, hopefully. If if nothing shows up Kingdom Hearts related at E3, it will be the wine cast, and we will wine like bouses, and we will fill an hour. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, the wine and incessant. The wambulance will come in hardcore. <laughs> so anyways, uh, for our burning question, we have a question that comes from Rocker7. And Rocker7 uh, asks, Hey, King H.U., thanks so much for all the news and interesting discussions. I don't know what news you speak of, but <laughs> so I will weird. take the compliment. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not directed at you, Rocker7. It's directed at Square Enix. Slight jab in their direction. Don't worry. They'll be at E3 probably. Uh, probably. I wanted to know what your opinions were about how likely you think it will be for a Frozen, Final Fantasy thirteen, or even possibly a Final Fantasy fifteen World Summon characters or crossovers or stuff like that what do you think Jero? uh worlds final fantasy 15 and 13 no chance because they're they're not the main focus of the game yeah. characters um it's a huge huge uh possibility scene as uh lightning you know was the dominant lead character for the the mist of you know square Enix's final uh playstation 3 run and 15 Fifteen being, you know, the the newest entry in their in the franchise. You know, it'll be kind of nice to see uh, Noctis make an appearance because of you know how the both teams, the fifteen team and the three team, are you know bouncing ideas back and forth. They're trying to out. You know, we've we've already heard they always you know work together in some ways, trying to outdo each other. So mm-hmm. it'd be kind of nice to see you know fifteen. Uh, like Noctis make an appearance, or maybe a summon, or a quick cameo. Uh, as for Frozen, um, the way the Frozen's been hyped up, you know, it's undoubtedly it's gonna happen, whether Fan everybody service. likes it or not. Yeah, definitely. even it's... even in in some shape or form, we'll get something Frozen related. It doesn't matter if it's a world, uh, if we get Anna, Elsa, or an Olaf summon. You know, it's gonna happen in some shape or form. I gotta say, at least at least in the case of Frozen, it is the most lucrative Disney movie ever and the most popular Disney ever in Japan. So I think it's pretty safe that something Frozen related is going to be in there. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sakes, Frozen is a very new movie and it's already going to be on Once Upon a Time. You know, that's. I was going to say that. What? That's, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. So I'm just saying. No, I, I've seen quick it. Quick turnaround. That's what happened. Yeah. Like, oh my god. When I when I saw. I'm sorry if people spoiling it. You pre- pre- that's fine. You should just watch it. I was just like, really, really, and then I that, that soon. The yeah, already cashed in that on tweet. that it one. It was really quickly, and I was just yeah. like, really, they're just doing it just because of how many people love it. I guess they need more people yeah. to watch the show. I guess so. That 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 would be the way to do it. I gotta say, I just had the cutest idea ever when it comes to Final Fantasy 15. What if? Noctis appeared in as little boy Noctis, like in the Final oh Fantasy 15 E3 trailer. He's the like, cutest thing of my, oh. in the world. And yeah, wouldn't it be funny if Sora picked on him just to, like, 
<laughs> just to troll the 15 team a little. I don't know. Yeah. It feels like a little be a nice little, uh, like little a Easter egg them. or something in there for maybe that reason. Like... Maybe, maybe have uh, a Noctis and his gang, like all like kids or like teenagers or like yeah. like a mid-teenage range like Sora, you know, or yeah. something like that. Because you know how they had Cypher's gang in Twilight yeah. Town? Maybe have Noctis gang somewhere in a new, like, Right town that, that acts like a central <laughs> hub for the main of main aspect of Cage Three. Maybe have them be the little gang. <laughs> They're the oh thugs of Radiant Garden. There you go. That's what it's <laughs> gonna be. The thugs of Radiant Garden. Oh, Make man. that happen. I, I I just had another brain flash, but instead of too. a instead of a cute one, the it's most evil? badass one ever. Oh, no. What if Noctis was the Final Fantasy cameo? of the world that never was because if you remember the 2006 trailer of of uh final fantasy versus it looked a lot like deep dive just saying that'd be kind of a cool nod if noctis was there in his original 2006 outfit wouldn't that be cool i think it'd and be a awesome. boss he's a hidden boss and battle. a boss yeah hidden boss you fight noctis he comes walking down from the steps of a memory skyscraper just like he did in the 2006 trailer of Final Fantasy how Versus 13. How, how many blades does he have there? What was it like 13? 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah, that's you're screwed already because that's not <laughs> going to be fun to deflect. Oh um, man, that would be for awesome. For Frozen, I thought of like um, it'd be like the mini game stuff with like Winnie the Pooh, but mm-hmm. instead of a book, it'd be a snow globe. Oh, I thought that'd be cool. Aww, that'd, be that'd be cute. Oh man, nope. I I want I want a do you want to build a snowman mini game and you get oh, to build no. a snowman. No, no, no. Oh, awesome! Build a snowman. Super rad next gen snow how, physics. How cool would it be if uh if that that mini game segment was instead of Sora and his you know current age, he is a kid Sora with kid Elsa and kid Anna. Okay. So cute. I, I already think Sora like young Sora is like the most adorable thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> if I had a child, it's gonna look like him. <laughs> so imagine that. I was just freak out. Oh man! And now that everything's does... so creepy. That's okay. Super On Twitter awesome. right now, um, I'm pretty creepy because we're talking about how uh, how Sora became a both uh, became like a beautiful mannequin words too. But, oh yeah. man! And as for thirteen, you know, lightning is pretty much inevitable to be in the game, some shape yeah. or form. Even though I am not a fan of the 13 series, I have to begrudgingly admit that this is probably going to happen. At least Lightning. Or maybe Hope or Saw. Actually, I I wouldn't mind Saw. Saw would be awesome. I want the chocobo on his head. Yeah. Since we have black people in Kingdom Hearts, I think 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 Saw would be be a great... I mean, I don't say great, but he would make a... It would be understandable to put him in as Sid's replacement for the gummy ship. Because since Saw is a pilot... In thirteen, true. so he can you know be like, uh, like I said, if if going to Radiant Garden isn't like, because uh, you know how in Traverse Town Sid was there and he acted as, you know, the the tune-up mechanic for Sora's gummy ship, and say Sora gets trapped somewhere else and he ends up meeting Saws somewhere, you know, and Saws repairs the gummy ship for him. So all that'd be kind of nice. All, all our like ideas, we should just make a story out of it. <laughs> little <laughs> send it all the little kids snow. Beating up little kid Noctis. <laughs> He's the bully. <laughs> and, and then lightning Steel in return guard. just like in one punch knocks out snow like she does in the, in thirteen. Uh-huh. 
That'd just be for cool. beating up Noctis. Uh, she'd be like the super angsty one. She'd be like the angsty cloud in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Definitely. Because he just stands there and he's like, I'm just going to stand here and just kind of yeah. like mumble to myself about life. And I gotta say, I can't wait to see however they resolve uh, Cloud versus Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 3. Another I'm, I'm hoping, I am hoping that we get Sephiroth in his, like, angelic form that you fight him in at the end of Final Fantasy VII. And it would be, like, super awesome if he could do Supernova and it takes, like, literally five minutes to watch the cutscene of the supernova traveling through the solar system, and then it hits the sun, and the sun expands and engulfs Sora, and then somehow the world is still there, and Sephiroth can still do that attack a second time? I don't know. No, that whole thing, well, if they do that, the whole thing would be a reaction command, so if you complete it, you'll that would, yeah. stop it in time. That that might be cool. Though I might just let it go because it's hilarious. Let it go, let it what? go, no. let Sephiroth kick your butt. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, before we before we before we add in before we add any more let it go covers to the internet because God knows let we have it enough go. of those. Let it go. Let's move on into our music segment where, for the first time in forever, really. Uh, Actually, for the first time ever, ever, uh, we're having a Kingdom Hearts 3 Dream Drop Distance remix. I have no joke since 2012 been searching for Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance remixes. This is the only one I found so far. It's been two years, guys. Let's let's let me get a remix of Majestic Wings. That's all I ask. But uh, instead, what we have is from. Ten Nevs on YouTube, T E H N E V S on YouTube. Uh, we have a remix of La Sanctuaire. I don't know how to pronounce it in French. <laughs> if you're French, I'm sorry. Uh, if you happen to be near a French person in Canada, Savvy, you can apologize to them for me. Um, but yeah, it's Le Sanctuaire, like Sanctuary. Uh, this is the boss fight theme for Frollo. I'm guessing this is what plays when you fight uh, Riku against Frollo. Uh, uh, the arrangement is called Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance Lay Sanctuary uh, Nev's Remix. So, enjoy it. It's the first one ever that we've had on the show. Let's get more. So, anyway, um, so as far as our outro goes, the next Kingdom Hearts Union is officially scheduled for the 10th of June. Uh, I'm currently working on seeing if we can adjust when it releases um, because, obviously, kind of similar to what we experienced with uh, Hashimoto's interview. Uh, obviously, we would normally record these things before the release time. Uh, the Sony press conference is on the 9th of June, so it may not adjust, it may not affect the release day of Kingdom Hearts Union too much, uh, but I would suggest that you follow us on Twitter so you can keep up and find out when exactly and you know uh, it's going to release and what our plans are for the show. And we'll give out our Twitter handles later. Um, so, uh, and just as a reminder, you guys can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one. And of course, you can catch every episode of Kingdom Hearts Union at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. Don't screw this up, but kh2.co.uk. <laughs> you got it. 
I got it. Yes. Second time. I trying. got it this time. And just as a reminder, uh, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. As a reminder, if we get up to $500 per episode, you will get the show every two weeks. So that would be super awesome. So, uh, guys, before we say goodbye, what are your Twitter handles? Churro, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at churros, which is uh, spelled C-H-U-R-R-O-Z. Sabby, what's your Canada. Twitter handle? It's Zed in Canada. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Uh, mine is at Sabby Lee, S-A-B-B-Y-L-I. Follow me, because it's fun, and I get to sass Brandon and Churro on there all the time. Oh, it's- yeah. Please follow me because I'll be at E3 and I'll do my best to keep you guys updated on what I'm doing there with pictures yeah. or so just talk and about videos, maybe live, talk, live talk perspectives from nice. E3. Yeah, and talk to us. That would be great. It's all and talk to you guys. Yes, of course. And my Twitter is at underscore Brandon underscore. So that is at underscore B R A N D E N underscore. So I'm not D O N. It's Brandon. One day I will explain. Den. It's terrible scary story of why you got you, dead you don't want to know okay <laughs> why 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 my name is brandon and not brandon that is that is a tale for another day uh and an interesting one at that so Can anyway in a live stream huh? may, yes yeah. so oh yeah good good <laughs> point so we were considering and tossing around an idea of potentially doing a live stream if you guys are interested in maybe doing that uh we were thinking of doing it in the format of maybe a google hangout uh, and, you know, we can answer questions. Someone will probably be playing a Kingdom Hearts game uh, at the same time. And we can beat you guys and get to know each other in a more um, real-time format as opposed to us recorded in the past and you in the future. And yeah, But let us, us know. Let us yes. know. Yeah, let, let us, us know what you think. Let us uh, know. Let us know. <laughs> Send us a tweet. Or <laughs> write a comment below. <laughs> there you go yes <laughs> oh man i love it oh, so yeah if if you much. would like a some sort of a live format thing let us know what you would think of that if you if you'd like it and uh, maybe we can set that up for sometime in the future uh but yeah uh i think that's pretty much everything uh so yeah say your goodbyes people let it go let it go bye this guys is saying goodbye <laughs> I'm just going to say bye because these two are just going to sing my ears off. (laughs) Oh, man. Once I get started, it's hard for me to stop. Uh -uh. No, stop. Well, okay. (laughs) Don't don't worry. I'm I'm going to rest my singing voice just a little bit because E3 is just around the corner. There's going to be big news. I'm so excited. I mean, just as a reminder before we go, (laughs) I I can't let this part go. But remember, last year... After seven long years of nothing, the biggest game in the franchise, Kingdom Hearts 3, was announced. So out of our humble and downplayed opinions, the craziest, most unexpected announcement came out of last E3. So not to overhype, but I kind of hope that happens again. You might see me cry again. I'm just going to let you know. You should uh, do a reaction video of you, Sabby, crying. Oh yes, yeah, I probably um, should. I think I have that picture still, so um, I might actually post it up one follow day. Her on yeah. Follow me, so, and we'll yeah. see. Oh, so, God. anyways, I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.